and we are back. Welcome back to another episode of the Depressed Cincinnati Sports Fan Podcast. I am your host, Jesse, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about college basketball, specifically the Cincinnati Bearcats men's basketball team. It's here, guys, the Crosstown Shootout between UC and Xavier, coming up on Saturday at the Centa Center, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The Cincinnati Bearcats men's basketball team is off to a 7-0 start. Wes Miller's third year. I've been saying this on the podcast. When Wes Miller was first introduced as the Bearcats men's basketball head coach, I said the first two years were going to be – it's going to take a while. Like, the first two years was going to be – there's going to be struggles. And then I said year three is when – Bearcat fans and college basketball fans and experts can judge West Miller because now he has his players, and I just feel like I know we're seven games in the season, and I know some people are saying, well, UC really hasn't played anybody, but I'm like, they're winning their games on the schedule that they're supposed to win. Right now in college basketball so far this year, there's been a bunch of upsets, unexpected results. So for the Bearcats to still be undefeated, in the first week of December of the season, pretty impressive. Now, their opponent, the Xavier Musketeers. <clears throat> now, on this podcast, we're from Cincinnati, right? So we're obviously going to talk about the Bengals, the Reds, Bearcats football, unfortunately. Then we got Bearcats basketball. And then we got FC Cincinnati, where unfortunately their season ended in a heartbreaker to the Columbus Crew in the Eastern Conference Finals. But we'll talk about that in a later podcast or whatever. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is that Xavier, they're in Norwood, Ohio. And some of y'all probably were saying, well, they're still part of Cincinnati. Sure. That doesn't mean I'm going to talk about them or they're going to get my time of day on this podcast. Not happening, okay? The only time I'm going to talk about Xavier basketball is the Crosstown Shootout. And then whenever they lose games, down the road of the season or they're losing a game in the NCAA tournament just to make fun of them, that's the only time I'll probably mention them on this podcast during the college basketball season. But I don't like Xavier at all. And if I had to rank the teams I really dislike when it comes to sports, and just specifically their fan base, number one, I think the Steeler fans, I can't stand them. And for them to lose to the Patriots on Thursday night football, a 2-10 and 10 New England Patriots football team, hilarious. Steelers fan base, then it goes Ohio State, then it goes Xavier, and then it goes Kentucky basketball fans. Those are the four fan bases that I really dislike. Going to the season for Xavier, they got Sean Miller, okay? He's back for his second tenure at the university. Right now, Xavier's not off to a good start this year. They're four and five, and they comes in this, they come into this game on a three-game losing streak. Okay, their last game they lost to a team called Delaware at home. They allowed over 80 points to that team. Like I said, college basketball. There's so many upsets going on the first month of the season. But if you're a Xavier fan, you got to be least discouraged. I mean, you're four and five in a season. Your five losses are against Purdue, which they're a top 10 team. Not top 10. They're a top three team in the country. 
You lost to Washington. Okay. You lost to them in a tournament. Maybe Washington might make the NCAA tournament. And then you lose to Oakland at home. I think Oakland's going to make the NCAA tournament. So that loss is not the worst because Oakland can definitely, like I said, they're going to make the tournament, and I can see them winning a game in the NCAA tournament. But they have a game. They had a game against Houston last Friday night at Xavier, and they lost by six points. Houston's obviously a top ten team. Kelvin Sampson, Houston's obviously with the in the Big Twelve. Same with UC. That Houston program going to the Final Four, just known for being a tough, gritty team, and the head coach Kelvin Sampson, one of the best in college basketball. Even though I don't like him, he's still a good coach. So that's not a bad loss, okay? You only lost by six. I think Xavier fans thought that this, that was a game where they might get blown out. I didn't see that happening. I thought Houston was going to blow that game because Xavier at one point was leading late in the second half, but Houston was able to prevail because of better depth on the team between the two rosters. But to lose to Delaware and to allow 87 points at home, Knowing that you're playing the Bearcats on Saturday to lay an egg at home like that? Yikes. Big yikes. So, with all that being said, and let's talk about UC's schedule so far this year. UC beat UIC 69-58. Then they destroyed Detroit Mercer 93-61. to They beat Eastern Washington, who made the NCAA tournament last year, 85-73. to they beat NKU, who also made it, who also made the NCAA tournament last year, 90 to 66. They blew them out. Also, that's the same Northern Kentucky team that UC lost last year over there in Highland Heights, Kentucky, where the Bearcats offense only scored 13 points in the second half. And then UC destroyed, I mean destroyed Georgia Tech, 89 to 54. By the way, Georgia Tech last week defeated Duke, who was ranked. And then Mississippi State, at the time, they were ranked 21st as well. So Georgia Tech had two top 25 wins last week. So that win UC had against Georgia Tech could hold very large if the Bearcats are playing well in conference play and going into Selection Sunday, all that stuff. But we won't look far ahead. But I'm just saying, if the Bearcats are still in it and in consideration to make the NCAA tournament, they'll look back at that win against Georgia Tech and say, that was a huge win in the eyes of the selection committee. And then they went to Howard. They played in pretty much a YMCA gym, and they won 86-81 in overtime. I knew that was going to be a tough game. Howard, however, did make the NCAA tournament last year. And then last Sunday, UC destroyed Florida Gulf Coast, formerly known as Dunk City, 99-62. Now, with all that being said, with Xavier being four and five coming into this game and UC being seven and oh, the records mean absolutely nothing in this rivalry game. Absolutely not. There's been Xavier teams in the past that have been average and have defeated UC teams that were ranked as high as number one in the country. So rankings, records, it's doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter in this game. It really doesn't. In the last five meetings, Xavier has won all of them. Last year, they won in Fifth Third Arena, 80 to 77. In that game, UC trailed 
41 to 27 at halftime. I'm sorry, no, it was 41 24. And then Kenyon Martin went into the locker room and lit a fire on the team. And then the second half, UC looked like a whole different team. I really don't know why you needed a pep talk from one of the greatest UC basketball players ever in Kenyon Martin. But if you can't get up with a cross-town shootout and not play with intensity, and that's what I saw in that first half last year in that game. Xavier was a better team. They were making shots. They were playing with more intensity, more heart than UC. I'm like, how, how don't you have that? How? In these games, UC struggles so much in the beginning. They get down so early. And that's the reason why for these losses over the last two decades, Xavier jumps out to a big lead and UC just cannot get back into the game because they dig themselves in a big hole, basically. The last win for UC in this game was in 2018. They won 62-47 to 47 at Fifth Third Arena. The last win UC had at Xavier at the Centos Center was in 2001, where UC won 75-55. to 55. <clears throat> UC have, have lost 11 in a row at Xavier. UC hasn't won a game over there in 22 years. 22 years. I was nine years old the last time UC won a game at Xavier. It needs to end. It really, really needs to end. I really don't like losing to Xavier. I really, really, really hate it. I almost hate it more as losing, as the Bengals losing the Steelers, but I just can't stand losing to Xavier. I can't stand that fan base. It's like, okay, congratulations. You beat us a lot during this two-decade run of this rivalry. Great. But it's like, yeah, I still haven't made a Final Four appearance. Your mascot is a, a blob or whatever it is. And... You're from Norwood, Ohio. No one even knows where that is. No one cares about that. Nobody cares about Xavier. And then Xavier fans will counter back with, well, UC fans just always talk about the back-to-back -back national championships back in 1963, blah, blah, blah. I get that, but I'm not one of those UC fans that do talk about that because I wasn't alive when that happened. I really don't. But no one cares about Xavier. Nobody does. You think about college basketball, you think about the, the history of college basketball, who do you think of more, Cincinnati or Xavier? Exactly. The Xavier fans that I've countered over my lifetime being a UC basketball fan, there's only two Xavier fans that I have so much respect for because they know college basketball and I don't know, they just, they won't They'll talk a little smack, but it's not to the point where they're just being ignorant. Just ignorant UC fans in this fan base. Trust me, there's some I really don't like. I really don't like, and I don't associate with them because they don't talk. They don't, they don't really talk ball. They just talk nonsense, and I'm just like, all right, I'm out. But yeah, only two Xavier fans. <laughs> it really is. And for the players during this time being a UC basketball fans, 
There's some David players I could not stand at all. I think one being Kenny Freeze. And remember when UC and Xavier had that brawl in 2011 with Yancey Gates? <laughs> Just punching Freeze in the face. I mean, I don't condone violence on this podcast, but I think Kenny Freeze kind of low-key deserves that punch. I'm just saying. And I really like Mark Lyons. And then Two Holloway saying that we gangsters. I'm like, bro, you you, you go to Xavier. What are you talking about gangsters? Talking about step up. It's like, bro, shut up. <laughs> you ain't no gangster. Get the fuck out of here. So it's more of like, like Ohio State fans, I don't like. Players on the team, I don't mind at all. But when it comes to Xavier, there's players on that team from future from the past that I did not really mess with at all. So that's why this rivalry means a lot to the city. And that's why I really, really, really can't stand losing this team. So right now during the right now in the season for UC, as you look at the stats for these players, Victor Lockin, the seven foot Russian player. Right now, he's averaging 15.4 points per game, 8.4 rebounds per game. Dan Skillings, the sophomore, averaging 11.9 points per game and 7.6 rebounds per game. Duke transfer Dede Thomas, 11.3 points per game, 3.3 assists per game, and 2.1 steals per game. And then Aziz Badango, I am so happy that the NCAA finally says, okay, you can play basketball. And so far, his presence and just the way he plays defense, the way he can move his feet for a big man, right now he's averaging 10.0 points per game and 5.0 rebounds per game. So Aziz makes a difference for UC's defense. And let's hope that Jamil Reynolds can get reinstated as well. This whole transfer waiver thing, I already talked about this on the podcast about a month ago. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's not fair to the players. It's not fair to them, not only when it comes to basketball careers, but also mentally as well. Let's see. John Newman the third, 9.7 points per game, 4.6 rebounds per game. And then you got freshman Jizzle James. He is the son of Colts running back Edwin James, a Hall of Famer as well. Yep, that's his son, Jizzle James. What a name. He's contributed really well as a freshman. C.J. Frederick, the transfer from Kentucky. His first stop was at Iowa. C.J. has moments of shooting great, and then he has moments where he doesn't score points at all. He did that against Howard, where he scored zero points. But last Sunday against Florida Gulf Coast, he had four threes, and he was just raining threes. And I'm like, we need C.J. Frederick to be consistent. And then we got Seamus. Lacosis. Now, last week, he was hit by a car while crossing in Clifton. And if you guys go to UC or have been to a UC game or been to Clifton, Ohio, there's some bad drivers down there. So I'm glad that Seamus was okay. That's the first thing I was thinking about. Fuck the basketball, but I was just hoping that he was okay. Now, Wes did say that he practiced this week. It was better, obviously, than last week. So, Wes did not rule him out for the game on Saturday. So let's hope that Seamus can play. If not, just mentally, he just needs to recover. I'm all for it, but 
he's been a really key contributor for this team, shooting threes and also playing really good defense as well. And then you got Odi Oguama, who's just pretty much an energized bunny. Whenever he comes off the bench, he provides energy, rebounds, plays good defense, and his offensive game has improved, especially last year during the second half of the season. So I just hope Odi can continue that. Now for Xavier. And this one Xavier fan I talk to on a regular basis, <laughs> he was telling me that Xavier has two seven-footers who are from Lithuania and Siberia, Serbia, Serbia, not Siberia, Serbia. And he was telling me that they're pretty much a waste of height. And I, I, I laughed pretty hard when he said that. <laughs> but as I look at Xavier's roster, Quincy Oliver leads the team in scoring while he's tied with Desmond Claude. Both of them are averaging 16.1 points per game. Oliver has more rebounds than Claude. And I will not name the Lithuania player's name because it's a name that I'm definitely going to butcher. And on this podcast, I am known for butchering names a lot. <clears throat> but I'm telling you, during these games... There's always one specific Xavier player that will come out of nowhere and have a career night, okay? They'll probably drop like 25 points, and then after that game, they will just pretty much be a non-factor throughout the whole season. It always happens in this game. The player that I'm seeing that could be that player is Trey Green. He's six foot. They listen to him at six foot. And he's a freshman. He's averaging 6.4 points per game. And a Xavier fan I've been talking told me that Trey Green is very athletic. He is mobile. He plays hard. And I think because of his height, that's what he was saying, that he is pretty much has so much aggression and a lot of motivation. And I told him, I'm like, you know what? That's the player I can see that can just go off and score 15, 20 points on Saturday against UC. It always happens with these Xavier players. Matt Stainbrook, Cantor, D. Davis. Uh, I'm definitely missing somebody. It's just I'm, shit. It just it just has the feeling of that, and I hope not. But the key is for UC to winning this game. You have to start fast. You have to start fast. This is going to be a desperate Xavier team. They're coming into this game on a three-game losing streak. They do not want to lose this game. The fall of the four and six. Going into Big East conference play for them. So the energy at Centaur Center is going to be on one. I hope UC can control their emotions of the game. And I know Wes Miller cares about this rivalry game. Something that Vic Cronin Bennett. I just hope that he has his team prepared. In the 11 losses the Bearcats have had in Centaur Center, at the Centaur Center, they just weren't prepared at all. It's just when Xavier goes up by 10, just like that, it, it just felt like the game was over. And then when you think, oh, UC starting to come back, and then Xavier hits you with a 9-0 run, it's like, all right, that's nails right there. UC has to start fast. They really do. And you just got to be prepared. You got to be prepared. On paper, you can... There's plenty of years where I thought UC was the better team when they played at Xavier, and then they get their butts kicked. On paper, I, 
you see the better team, right? But if I was a betting man, which I damn, but if I'm a betting man, I think Xavier opens up the game as the favorite because they're home. Maybe minus two and a half. But I'm just saying, like, you see, just I just hope they show up on Saturday. That's that's the thing. Show up on Saturday, start fast, rebound. It's going to be a physical game. It's a rivalry game, so it's going to be who's going to control their emotions. That's a big factor. And which player on both sides, meaning they're like their best player, are they going to show up? Like Victor Lockin, Dan Skillings. You're going to need everyone on this roster to show up. But those two, I think they need to show up big time in order for UC to finally, finally win a game at Xavier for the first time in 22 years. Needs to end, guys. Really needs to end. So I'm looking forward to the game. Like I said earlier, 6.30, Saturday. I believe the game is on Fox Sports 1. And I will be doing a recap of this game next week on the pod. Hopefully recapping a Bearcats victory. It needs to end. It needs to end. Bearcats got to get it done. They got to get it done. So looking forward to watching this game and just hoping for a good game and hoping UC comes out on top. So that's pretty much it. And I can't wait to talk college basketball with you guys during this podcast throughout the season. I think UC is going to be really competitive. They're going to be a good team. And I really love Wes Miller. I really do. I love his his passion, his energy, and the movement he has this program. And it's only going to get better. But once we get into Big 12 play, I'm telling you, the first six games against ranked teams in that conference, you talk about murderous row. That's why this game is so important on Saturday. And then Bearcats have Dayton next Saturday on a neutral, on a neutral court at the Heritage Bank Center. And then they play Bryant, who beat Xavier. I'm sorry, not beat Xavier, but Bryant is – they were an NCAA tournament team last year. So it's important that UC wins on Saturday, and then they play Dayton next Saturday. You win that game, and then if you go in a conference play 13-0, and 0, that's a big deal because the first six games, like I said, brutal, absolutely brutal. But that's life in the Big 12 in college basketball, which is – the best basketball conference in the country. So I'm looking forward to the season. I'm looking forward to talking about it on the podcast. And if you're a college basketball fan junkie like myself, you have pretty much what I'm looking for. I, it's, it's there. It's there. You come to the right podcast. Low-key, I really like college basketball. And I, I watch it a lot. And even though we're still in Bengals season, I am still keeping tabs on the world of college basketball. And like I said earlier, there's been a lot of results where I'm like, wait, Michigan State lost to James Madison at home? Like that type of reaction. It's like, it's going to be one of those seasons. There's really not a team this year where you can say, oh, that's like, that team's going to run away and go to Final Four and win the national title. No, no. There's this parody. There's parody in college basketball. And I love that. So can't wait. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys listening to this podcast as always. And I will talk to you guys next week. You guys have a great weekend. And let's go Bearcats. Please, you see. Please get it done. All right. I'm out.